is go to bed, you'll feel better in the morning. The human version of turn it off and turn it back on. Oh, dang. Mm. Get that hard reset. Mm. <laughs> Unplug. <laughs> Here's one that hits too close to home. Telling someone they look better with a beard is basically saying they look better the less you can see their face. Yikes. <laughs> At us. <laughs> Gosh. You like cartoons, right? Mm-hmm. Think about this. Cartoon characters only sneeze when it's relevant to the plot. Hmm. That hurts. That hurts to think about. Welcome back to the Catholic End Podcast. What is up, my friend? Yo. What is good? How's your week? It's a good week. Uh, just finished vacation Bible school at the church, so very hectic, very crazy, but uh, a lot of fun. Very cool. Very cool. Um, for me, I, I've had a pretty good week. Some some cool marketing things that are happening for this Catholic mission mission ministry that i that i work for um but what i really wanted to talk what kind of the big thing was a a story to tell you is that cool uh you know you know us we're all about stories cool cool just wanted to make sure that you're not gonna like kick me off the podcast um so i went i was at i was at mass um this kind of this afternoon um, so this is a very fresh experience. This guy, his name is um, Emilio. I think it's Emilio. Maybe I'm making it up. We'll call him Emilio. Um, and I was walking out of, it was mass. And then there's adoration, confession, um, all of those type of things. I was walking out um, and there, the monstrance was, was on the altar. I don't have some special word for what it means for it being on the altar. Um, walking Exposed. out exposed yep and he was walking in and he asked me um like hey man like what's going on i was like oh like yeah the adoration's happening like confession holy hour type of thing he's like what are you talking about i was like oh interesting um so i like i tried to explain like oh like confession's happening it's like happening in the corner here in the corner there just like oh like i've never i haven't gone to confession and like a million years, like, I don't even know how to do it in English. It's like, oh, um, living in Irving, obviously Irving's like one of the most diverse kind of cities. I like my first assumption was like, okay, you probably speak Spanish then. I was like, oh, like you can do it in Spanish if you'd like. He's like, no, 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 no. Like, I, I just don't know how to do it. Um, I've been Catholic, but like I was baptized and all of that, but I don't know how to do it. I'm like, oh, interesting. And so like, we just started talking. It's like, yeah, I'm like from, he's, he's from Guam and he does all of these things. I was like, oh, I'm Filipino. That's really cool. And so like, we just talked about food and like, we walked outside and he, he essentially like, it's like, yeah, like I, I come here and pray and I like go to the statue of like Jesus um, in the courtyard and, and I'll like, sit with him and pray and like sit with the with the Virgin Mary and pray, but and then and, and it's kind of been like an interior thing of asking for forgiveness. Um, but I've never like said it. Hmm. And so he's like, I don't know how to do it. And basically what I said was like, man, like how or I guess interiorly, I was like, man, like how cool is this moment going to be? Let's see if I let let's see like if I can like get this to happen to like love on this person right and um he just like kept on saying like i don't know how to do it i've 
I've just like walked into Matt, like I'd walk into the church and like pray to God, tell him my sins and do like my own type of penance. And he asked me, it's like, is it, is that okay? I'm like, uh, I have no, um, it's like, depending on your faith tradition, like, I guess so. Um, and so like kind of, kind of a long story short was I told him like, I, I don't think God cares if you know the right words or if you know how to say like, forgive me, Father, for I've sinned. It has been this many years. Like you just have to kind of like come with your heart to confession, like say what you want to say. And then the, the father, both literally the father and the father will like kind of wrap you in his loving arms spiritually, like give you a big hug. And like, this is like this big dude who's like a bodybuilder and all of that. And he's like, whoa, like, really? I'm like, yeah, like all you have to do, you just kind of tell him and you can like receive the body and blood of Christ again. I guess not blood, but like you can receive the body of Christ again. It's like, wow, that's really cool. And then he's like, man, like I'm all, I'm all about it. I'm in. And like he, well, he walked in, got in line. And like, that was it. And so, um, yeah, that's basically my ramble and my story. But uh, friends, if you could pray for him that he continues like on his quest back to the church, that'd be great. Nice. Nice. See, now you now so that you know that those things are, are going to happen right now in your back pocket, you got to say the next time that another person comes up, you got to say, oh, I got a prayer card for that. And then you just give him a little prayer card. And there you go, because there's a prayer card for everything. Nice. So. Give him a little like right. a little like note right. card of here's here's what to do for confession and just whip that out. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. No, that was it was it was super cool. I like right after I called my sister mm-hmm. and she was like, This is like this is what your degree's for. Like you were able to take all of this kind of like knowledge and shrink it into kind of like the basics of God loves you and he wants you to come back home. That was good. I mean, if you can't do that, then what am I doing? <laughs> what are you doing? So I'm glad that I'm glad that you're validated out of all the books that you're reading now and papers you write that, hey, it's practical. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but man, that was wild. So cool. Nice. Just a normal Thursday. Just a normal Thursday. Um, yeah. So, Matt. Um do we want to talk about the topic? Do we going to want to go straight into our icebreaker? You hit me up. Uh, you you are on a roll with the story, so you okay. lead. You lead, and I'll follow. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's 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 do our icebreaker, and it's going to be. Um, we can explain why we are asking this question a little bit after, but wh- who um, is your Catholic man crush? Oh, does this mean I have to go first? Yes, because I asked the question. <laughs> you well, you asked me this uh, a couple hours ago because you knew that it it always takes me forever to think of answers to to these questions. Yeah. This was this was a a hard one, um, but I think I think I I got one. I I took I took Catholic man crush. It's like who? What is what is a man that I kind of want to be like? And I don't know how to be like it, but I really, so on, on multiple levels, (laughs) surface level, but like actually like realistically, um, many people world renowned, many people know the name GK Chesterton one. Why is that? Why is that a Catholic man crush? Because if you've made it to the level where you're, where people know you by your initials and then your last name, I feel like that's how, you know, you've made it right. Sure. G.K. Yeah. Chesterton, C.S. Lewis, J.R.R. Tolkien, J.K. Rowling, J.K. Rowling. Like you know what I mean? Like you, like you've people, people know you. You've done something that, like, that's how they know yeah. you. Like this whole okay. like okay. first name basis. Uh, uh-uh, uh, that's not that's not it. Like that's so on that level. I'm like, <laughs> okay, there we go. There's the Catholic man that that that's up there. But also like I'm in the middle of reading um the man who was Thursday. 
Um, and I don't know if you've seen it, but if you go on Netflix and you watch um, the Father Brown series, those are great. So like I, I love the fact that there is a, um, I don't know, like a, like an intelligent man in the faith that can also be creative. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that I really want to strive to like, um, and we'll, we'll get into it, but I feel like a lot of the time when we think about, um, Catholic men worth, you know, a lot of the time it could be this kind of stuffy academic smoking a cigar with tweed, which I'm sure <laughs> Gesturton was, you know, smoking a cigar in tweed on a very nice leather chair. But like there's also this like very creative side that more often than not, a lot of people might think like isn't very manly stereotypically. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does it like I like reading, reading the man who was Thursday um and then now I after watching the Father Brown stuff, I want to go back and read the stories, just kind of like the Sherlock um, short stories. Like there's all all great stuff. So it's a uh, I I'll say man crush because I want to get to know him even more. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so that's how I took it. That's cool. OK, who's who's your Catholic man crush? Um, can I say I have two? Sure. You can have as okay. many crushes as you want. Okay, cool. Um, I hope I actually slightly hope that they don't listen to it because it's going to be an awkward day of work uh, when, <laughs> if they do hear this. Um, so there's these two guys um, that that I work with. Uh, should I say their names now? You can yes. say my name, Matthew. Yeah, and I'm I'm very flattered. <laughs> Yikes! I I don't work with you, so oh, that, what what? That's helpful. <laughs> Um, we'll, we'll say, okay, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll say their first name. That's fine. Sure. Um, so there's these two guys, uh, one of them, his name is Joe. Um, the other guy's name is Bobby. And so like, these are two, two of these guys are like the coolest kind of fathers and Catholic men that I've, that I've met so far in my life. Um, they're just like super holy guys that, that are fun. Cause I think that's like a, in the same way that you're thinking like being kind of that manly, but creative, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think it's sometimes hard to see like Catholic, not awkward and fun. Okay. Um, I follow. And so like, they're just like some super cool guys that I like, I super look up to and like want to be them one day i don't know if i want to have the amount of instagram followers that they have or, and stuff like that but they like super cool um yeah so crush on them sometimes they're nice. cool people play nice. video games and stuff like that so so you're you're already like halfway there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'll say like a third okay <laughs> yeah um so to <laughs> what an icebreaker um this this episode as we continue our kind of going through the 12 tribes of um, israel is reuben which means matthew do you know what it means oh um sun i know something with the sun the s-o-n type of sun yes not the uh not the great big ball of fire (laughs) yeah yeah so this this week uh, we're talking about Reuben, which means son, and everything will kind of revolve around what does it mean to be um, kind of a man, a son, um, and what does good like brotherly love type of stuff look like. So let's get into it. Also, side note, I'm ha, you. You've had a Reuben, right? I was going to say like a Philly cheesesteak, but yes, like okay. a Reuben. Yeah, I I've just, had a Reuben. Sorry, I just wanted to. Have you had it from Arby's? This is not a sponsored episode from Arby's. But it could, it could be. It could um, be. It could be. At Arby's, please, please give us Reubens. Maybe. Please. <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, I have not. I have actually not had Arby's Reubens. Are, are they good? Um, I don't know. I've never had it before. 
Oh, <laughs> so what made you think of Arby's? <laughs> Good branding, apparently. Oh, their yeah. commercials have told I... me that they have a Reuben. Hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Nice. All right. That's it. Good. Good tangent. Oh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> now we can get deep. Now, um, so the first kind of thing we want to talk about is, um, similar to kind of our man crush in identities, is what does it look like to be, um, kind of our identity as a son. Yeah, because I mean, you got parents and I got parents, so. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the way you're born. Yeah. So We're not going to get into that. So, I mean, if, <laughs> if you have to ask this question, you should um, ask your parents. There you go. Or someone you, like, care closely enough with words. I'd um, say your parents. Yeah. Your parents go ask them. Yeah. Cool. So, what does it mean? Identity as a son. Go. Um. Well, I'm the young, I'm the, so I'm the youngest in my family and you're all, are, yeah. So I I've too. always been kind of like the baby, uh, mm-hmm. even though I'm 25, I'm still kind of like the baby of the family. So I, I try to milk that as much as possible. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so that's enjoyable. Um, I think for me, like being a, being a son is kind of like, you're always, um, learn like I, I I feel like I'm always in this stage of becoming a man mm. like I feel like I'm a man right I'm I hope I mean I hope so I'm 25 at this point if I'm still a, <laughs> a boy then that, that's a whole slew of other problems whole other yeah. podcast topic <laughs> um but yeah, do, do you see what I mean? Like, I, I feel like at this mm-hmm. point, at this point, um, you're always like, kind of like getting there. You're, yeah, yeah. I had, I, you still arriving. Right, right. And, um, yeah, so that, that's my first of, of, I feel like I'm always because, like, there's always something more. There's always something more afterward. Like, I figured this out. I learned this. I got this, you know, life lesson or whatever you want to call it. And it's not, like it's not satisfactory because it because i know that it's not done like even 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 though i learned something and i can say that like i achieved it or i've got it behind me now like still still so much more to do so i yeah feels like being a son um especially with like uh like you know i have i have and and had even growing up just like a really good relationship with my dad um and so even then just spending the amount of time with him like it's always this state of of continual becoming a man yeah 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 no that's good um yeah is it it kind of one of those things like oh like this is what a man does or is like this is what kind of like a dad or a father does that makes you kind of want to continue to grow um and like that son that son capacity uh i mean there were you know and i think this is this will be super different just based on how other other people were raised but i mean i guess for me it's more like it's not that like oh this is this is what i guess this is where like the the breakdown between like a secular man and a catholic man like kind of like the differences are of like Mm -hmm. um like you say, like okay, in a in a secular sense, like you know, you're thinking like okay, the man of the household is supposed to like provide, and whatever that means by provide, right? Mm-hmm. But I would say that at least from my dad growing up, that like I got like a Catholic man, um, is about self sacrifice which can can be under the umbrella of providing right because you're sacrificing Mm -hmm. your time to get a job you're sacrificing buying things for yourself and you know paying for the necessities of your family members um stuff like that and not to say that mothers don't self-sacrifice because obviously that is 
not the case. They absolutely um, example um, self-sacrificial love, but there's ways in which um, a Catholic man has that self-sacrificial love. And so I think it, it, there, there were, there were instances like that, right? Like you, like, I wouldn't say like, I, like whenever my dad would teach me something like, um, it's not because, oh, you do it because you're a man, but it's about like, because you're trying to be a better person and you are a man. So there's, there can be connections there, but I don't think it was ever too, too like polarized. Like I'm going to teach you this because you're, you're a son and I'm going to teach your sister this because she's a daughter. Like, no, we, we pretty much got the same kind of, you know, like life lessons and, and yeah, being good like people. Both of you had to like mow the lawn or things like that. Like there's no separation. Oh, I mean, there was there there were some there were I mean probably some things but um I like the the like things that like stick with you in life those mm-hmm. those things um man because I mean I've been what how many once I left my house for college I haven't mowed a lawn <laughs> again so like I even saying oh you know men mow lawns like I, and I I'm loving this apartment life I don't have to mow the lawn yeah. And what even what and this is this is the terrible part. When I wake up in the morning because like the apartment complex is is mowing the lawn, I'm happy because I'm like, oh, <laughs> that could be me outside, but it's not. And man, you know, I just the smell of fresh grass mm-hmm. doesn't do it for I know that there's like all those, you know, all those memes or TikToks or whatever about like stereotypical like dad things. Yeah, like gotta yeah. get those New Balances, gotta get those um, crew socks, gotta get that cargo shorts, in, car, cargo shorts or jorts, and you're going out six a.m. to go mow the. Absolutely not. I do. I, I, I don't. I don't think eventually becoming a dad. I don't think that's gonna be me. I think I'm gonna be a very different, <laughs> different <Fair>. dad. <laughs> have you Have you seen the, uh, um, the? I think it was a TikTok. I saw it on Instagram, and it was. Mm-hmm. Um, this the his his wife or girlfriend fiance person gifting this this kind of our age guy um, New Balance. It was like the kind of the the setup. It's like yeah. um, it was what was it the Lion King song? It's like <laughs> it's time. It's like yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. I think those are hilarious. I really do. I love I love seeing those. I think it's really funny. Um, I uh, I just don't I just don't I I'm going to remember this so that future Matthew listen back and it I hope I, I hope that I'm listening to this wearing new balances with crew socks and some cargo shorts and uh, that's that would be awesome. I, I think you're more of a jorts person, honestly. I could rock jorts. I, I don't think it, I think the cargo shorts are like too big. There, I mean, oh, I all through high school I wore cargo shorts. They were amazing. I could fit anything in those things. Yeah, they're fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had multiple pairs of cargo shorts. It was that. That was my thing. Yep. Man, bringing back terrible memories. Look at you, Joe. It's part of the rite of rite of passage for to being a man. Maybe just kidding. Cargo shorts. <laughs> Maybe, probably cargo shorts and bad haircuts. Right of passage. Have you ever had bad a bad haircut? Like not just like a haircut oh, that you're like, yeah. eh, but like have you had a have you had a genuine like terrible haircut before? I've um, uh, so I. <laughs> this is, I promise this isn't going to be um. What is it libel? Uh, it's where you're like, never mind. Basically, um. Not calling out my dad, but my dad loved the Beatles. Okay. I loved like the 60s, 70s music. Okay. And I had um so like you know, you you had this big poofy red hair that made you look like you sold some things on the street that you weren't supposed to sell, but you didn't. Oh, Just, I loved it. I loved it. My neck uh, didn't because I was sweating <laughs> all the time. So I had this like I don't even know if it's like a Paul McCartney. It was like a, a, a long bowl cut slash like 
It was just long. That was like tilted. What? It was insane. Yeah. You got to bring that back. So it was. It was not <laughs> bad. Um, it was. It was for the love of my of of the father. Uh huh. And I didn't really care how my hair looked at that point. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. I probably still don't. But um, yeah, that was just like a looking. It was one of those like looking back on it now. I'm like, wow. Yeah, I shouldn't have had that haircut as long as I did. Mm. I remember it was like freshman year, like getting ready for freshman year. I told my dad, I was like, hey, like, I think I'm going to get it cut short. He's like, yeah. I think it's time. It's <laughs> nice. nice. Um, I remember. I remember because the reason my so I I had a ton of hair and my hair always went up because I went to um, my high school said that your hair like men's hair couldn't hit their collar right like it had, to be, it had to be clean so like the only direction my hair could go was up and I remember my senior year of high school. Um, we had like an assembly and the principal at uh, the very, very first day of my senior year of high school, the principal came to the assembly. He was on the stage and goes, okay, you know, um, we're going to make some of these changes as long as, um, as long as you can keep it clean. Um, if you, if you want to grow out your hair, you can grow out your hair. I was like, yes. Everybody was like, what is Matt's problem? I was like, finally it can it can grow and then by the time i make it through college it is just down my shoulders just didn't touch it yikes man and i I, let us know if you want to see matt's picture on on our instagram man the only thing that's whole if i i wish i could like snap my fingers and just immediately go back to that length that's the only way i would do it i don't want to go through the middle phase i hate the middle (laughs) phase yeah, but I could go snap and it's just whoo, down. Oh, I'd do it. I'd do it. I'm sure Kelsey would not want it. I'm sure she'd love it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> on to on to the next thoughts, sir. Um, so <laughs> in the same vein of. Uh, loving my father <laughs> um, as a grown person, as we've talked about at this point, that both 25, um, I think the the Ten Commandments and the, the commandment, I, I don't know, is it four or five that says, like, honor your father and mother? Like, what does that look like now? Because I think, obviously, like, as a kid, honoring your father and mother is like, do the dishes, when they say do the dishes or mow the lawn, when they say mow the lawn, like, what does that look like now? Do you, do you think that, um, like as kids, right. Do you think that it's like, it man, maybe I'm wrong. I'm just thinking about this, but what if like, as kids, it's like obey your mother and father. And then as you get into adulthood, it's not necessarily obeying your mother and father because you're an adult, but that you're honoring your mother and father. Do you think that maybe there's there's something of like a transition in there? Sure. We can tease. I'll tease that out. Because like I like, you know, we we don't live with our parents. Right. So I'm not doing mm-hmm. chores for them. I'm not. You, you know what I mean? All, all those mm-hmm. things are like when you're in the household, like, yeah, you, you got to do these things like I'm I. At this point, like I clean up after myself be- because I you just have to, right? Not because someone yeah, is no one else is gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, no one no one else is gonna do it and no one's there to tell you to do it, right? As at this point in our lives, as long as we don't break the law, no one cares. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Like um like the the bare minimum to be an adult actually is that like you have to do your taxes. And don't break the law. Yeah, basically. That's that's pretty much it, right? Um, don't break the law. We'll leave you alone. We'll, yeah. <laughs> so so I think that I don't know. That's why I was thinking about when when I think of the word honor, right? Because there's there's things I can't do for my parents. I can't mow. I don't want to mow the lawn for them. If I lived in the same city as them, I think they would have no problem asking me to come mow their lawn every single 
every like right. other Saturday or something. I don't, so I don't live in the same city, so I can't mow their lawn. Um, so I, I think that honoring is more like, um, it's, I, I feel like it's a mutual respect, respect, right? Because mm -hmm. they're going through, obviously like they've been there my entire life, right? And they've done more for me than I can ever fully realize, right? Right. Even if I have children, I'll still never fully realize what they did for me. At the same time, I'm trying to grow in myself and being an adult and trying to grow being a man. So mm -hmm. they're trying to respect the fact that they can't like, they can't like micromanage. They can't call me and say, I was gonna like, say baby. You. Hey. Yeah. They can't baby you. Right. Um, like if I need to go to the dentist, I got to make that appointment. I went to the eye doctor today and I had to, Hey, I need to make an eye doctor's appointment. I had to make that phone call. I had to go in and sign everything. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when you go to the doctor's kid and you, it's, you're just there as a body, but like you, your parents are the ones talking. Yeah. Your parents are the one like, this is what's wrong with him. This is what he needs this. Oh, okay. That's fine. And then, you know, the doctor might be like, all good, man. I'm like, okay, I'm all good. My mom told me everything. Or, um, I remember there was, there was a, there was a funny time where, we, I was, I was at the doctor one time and the doctor was, um, started asking, uh, asking me questions. And I, I, I would like, as a reflex, just go and just look at my mom, like, mom, you gonna, you gonna answer, you gonna do something. And my mom was like, you know what? No, you, you talk to the doctor. And I was like, I, I don't know my body. <laughs> um, so I think, yeah, there, there's a, when I, when I hear honor your mother and father, I think there's a mutual respect that's happening. And I think that, um, like as much as I want them to respect the fact that I'll make my own choices, I respect them knowing that they obviously have the life experience and that, um, even though I might not do what they tell me exactly, if, if they're giving me advice, I respect the fact that they are giving me advice and that they want sure. to give me advice. Right. There's okay. Here's, here's the perfect thing. Um, you've seen the goofy movie. I know you have mm -hmm. in, in the scene in the goofy movie where um, Max and goofy, like goofy is just trying so hard to do everything he can to make Max happy. Mm -hmm. And um, there's this, and I just saw it recently and um, um, why? No, I just saw like a, a, it was like a meme of it. Oh, okay. Um, but what do you mean? Why? It's a fantastic movie. It's what? Just, I'm just trying to figure out what part of your day that you're going to like. I'm gonna go watch the Goofy movie. I'm a man, I swear, and <laughs> I, I'm an adult, and I have adult money, and that means I can do a, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> um. Anyway, in the Goofy movie, there's this one scene, and I can like I can't remember what Max says. Um, and he's, but he's so angry and he's yelling at Goofy and Goofy gets so sad and he's just looking at Max. He goes, um, like Max says something like, this is my life or you got to let me live my life or something like that. Mm. And Goofy comes back and says, I know that I just want to be a part of it. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think that yeah. like, and I love the Goofy movie because the, that whole time between Max and Goofy, like. Max really wants to be his own person, right? Mm -hmm. um, and even in the next movie where, because um, the first Goofy movie was uh, the whole thing about like the fishing trip and everything like that and, and, the, and the getting to the, to the concert, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The next Goofy movie is Max going to college. So then Goofy goes to college to be with yes. Max, right? Yes, um, yes, yes. And I think that, like, again, this whole dynamic of Max wants to be his own person. And he, he absolutely should be. And Goofy's just trying to, like, trying to figure out what that means. Because he's mm -hmm. been with Max his whole life. Right? Mm -hmm. So, like, how do you get... Like, at the end of the day, that's like, that's your baby. Like, you... Right, you they're, like... Crying in three in right, the morning. Right, And I, and... um, You know, it's it's super interesting because, like, um, you know, we, at the beginning, we joked that we're the babies of the families, but like, we'll never not be. Mm -hmm. And isn't that, I think that's oh, amazing. <laughs> we'll never I know, not I know my, be. I know my sister listens to the podcast and she's going to get a huge, 
laughter out of this. <laughs> we'll never not be the babies of the family, but we're 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 gonna grow old and we're gonna be a, like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, so mm-hmm. it's it's a weird, it's a weird dynamic, and and I'm very curious to know what um, you know, even different cultures when you look at what the family unit means to different cultures, to different societies of yeah. like what honoring, not just your mother and father, just honoring your elders. Even yeah. Looks like. I, I think I can, I mean, I'm not going to speak for all the d- different cultures, but I can speak for kind of mine. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, so like when I think about it, um, it's almost, I don't know, like a, there's tension, right? So, or maybe it kind of flips. So like, as a, as a, as a child, you're, um, like your parents kind of take care of you. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there's this kind of growing tension between like 12 and I don't know, 40, 30, whatever. It's like, oh, wow. okay, we're, tr- we're trying to like figure out like who we are and mm. what's our like kind of place in the world. And like, what do we value kind of how did the world shape us? And then, like as we get older, obviously, like parents don't stop aging. And so like they get older. And then it's almost, I don't, I don't want to say it's the expectation, but maybe from like an Eastern um, Asian culture, it's like you're there's an expectation, but also like a desire to like take care of your elders or take care of your family once mm-hmm. it gets to like to that time. Um, and like there's a little bit of like self-sacrificial like self-sacrifice um like they sacrificed for you in the beginning now it's like kind of your turn to to repay that in a way but it's more so like out of um hopefully it's out of love than like okay like the expectation is this Mm. and i think like when you go through this kind of this what you're talking about is it was like obeying to honoring um and like respect there's this cool like dynamic that happens where like, as you get older, um, you kind of become like best friends with your parents in a way. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe they could disagree where like you, especially with the pandemic that's happening or Mm -hmm. that happened happening Mm -hmm. depends on what part of the world you live in. could be over. Depends on when (laughs) it comes out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And you like, you're spending time with your parents and they're basically like you but with so much more life experience so like when you sit there you're like dang like this is cool like yeah i made this stupid decision in college and like oh yeah i did the same thing like welcome to the club (laughs) yeah (laughs) and we'll like i don't know like we'll go on on wednesdays we'd get fajitas or on tuesdays we'll get tacos and it was just like a cool thing to kind of like build community with them. And I think that in a way is also like honoring your parents and like recognizing that they're just not like this life sucking, like blood thing. And they're like people and they like love you. And like, as much as hopefully as as, uh, obviously there's like kind of different parental relationships, but in my experience, like as I've gotten older, they've, like become cool, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. What you, you know, mean. and it's been it's been super cool to to kind of see that and experience that um, over the past few years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you? Um, this might go in a different direction, but it, you okay. you said something and it made me made me think about it. And um, this is gonna be a hot take. Oh, I hope it. I hope it. I hope it turns into a hot take because I, I think this. What do you What do you think about the whole dynamic of like nursing homes? <laughs> um, <laughs> <You see what laughs> so um, th- this is why uh, uh, I'll let you think about why why I was thinking about that because the whole idea, like you said, of it's our turn to take care of them, mm-hmm. and um, that may I I I immediately thought of like a nursing home. Mm-hmm. Of like, um, there when when your parents become so old that like you you can't provide like I here, here's what I want to say. It's like beyond your skill set to go provide for them. 
Right, right. To so, you know, some some I I want to think that for the most part, and you know, for the people listening, if you have relatives in nursing homes, I'm not trying to call you out. I I I would just like to think that like you're right. You're either in like different states or different countries, maybe even like mm-hmm. it's like you said, it's beyond your skill sets. Like, and especially like, you know, obviously as you get older, your body is, is just winding down. Like there's just, there's just multiple medical conditions that just compound on each other as you get older mm-hmm. and older and older. And, you know, even as we get older, even though we're learning a lot of stuff, like we, you still might not even get to the point where you can actually take care of someone at some Mm -hmm. point there's it it literally like you said gets out of your skill set to be able to medically help somebody Um, especially if you have a family uh, like if you have like uh, children of your own you're trying to raise and take care of your children and then you have a job Mm -hmm. and then you're trying to have a life and then you're trying to like help out your your parents and mm-hmm. all, like all of that is a full like each one of those things is a full time job. Right. right. Um, so I'm not trying to say that nursing homes are are evil, that we should get rid of them or anything. I just think that like it it makes for an interesting conversation when I know that in some cultures, the like the go to thing to do is once your parents get too old that they can live on their own, they come live with you wherever that might be. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I think that that's beautiful and awesome if you're able to do it again, if like, mm. if your parents have all these medical needs that like, like they need to be taken care of full time, 24 seven, um, then you need to seek that out. Right. Yeah. You know? I, I think, um, so the first thing is I joke with my mom all the time that like, if you, if you make me upset or if you like, if you get us mad, like we're going to send you to a nursing home. Oh, I'm terrible. I, they, <laughs> they came down and visited me and I was showing them the, the area. Like, uh, you know, they, they stayed in my apartment. I said, you know, this is my apartment. Here's, here's the HEB where I get groceries. Here's the church. I'm just like pointing things out. And, um, and um, they're like, oh, yeah, this would be nice. You know, we, you know, if this is a good area, you know, we could we can come and live with you, Matt. And I said, oh, yeah, the nursing home's right here. And I pointed out and we drove right yeah. past. Us, and, there you go. Assisted living right here. They're like, what? And having like, yeah, an open house. Yeah. Open. You know what? Let's just go tour. Let's just go. Let's, <laughs> let's get a brochure just so that we have it so that we have it. Right. I'm terrible. I'm, I'm awful. <laughs> uh, no, those, those are the best. Um, yeah, I, I think. Like if it's out of definitely like if it's out of your kind of your medical hands, mm-hmm. um, do like do what's best. I think there's like you requested autonomy as you were growing up. And so like you should kind of respect the same thing with your parents. Like if they want to live alone, like do their thing, like let them do their thing. That's another thing. Yeah, there's there's plenty of elderly people that they can live on their own, but. I and I, like I, I know a lot of different stories. Like I've heard from a lot of different stories from people where um, there's a lot of tension between between like um, um, like I knew somebody where her parents, uh, one of them had really bad was getting like really bad dementia, and mm-hmm. the other parent was just like just not able to take care of the spouse. Right, so they mm-hmm. both needed help. Um, especially the the one with 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 some serious medical problems but the parents still wanted the autonomy of no like we can live by ourselves we can take care of ourselves and the daughter was trying to tell him like you like you need help and i know that it is a very like you have to be very humble in getting people to like help you Right. Mm -hmm. Because you've been doing it for for decades. Right. You've you've gone to the you've driven. You've gone to the grocery store. You like you've done all of this yourself for decades. Um, Yeah. It was actually a really funny. (laughs) It was was a really funny South Park episode about um, this whole tension between um, the elderly people in South Park um, wanting their autonomy and how they're treated. 
where I thought you were going to talk about the coronavirus episode, but continue. Oh no, but that's a good one too. <laughs> the special that was a good one too. Um, but no, it and this was this was just about their autonomy. Uh, basically, what it was was that all the elderly people that um, they were getting too old to drive were causing harm, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and so the town was like, "We're going to take away all your driver's license, and we're going to treat you know we're going to treat you treat you bad, right?" Mm-hmm. The elderly people were so upset, and then. Um, at the very end of the episode, it's like it's not that they were upset that they weren't allowed to drive anymore. It's that you literally treated them like children and being treated like a child. No one ever wants to be treated like a child. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. not honoring your mother and father. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that they should still have complete autonomy when obviously like they're going to cause harm to themselves or others. You can't allow that either. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, um, yeah, yeah. I, maybe the last thing for honoring your father and mother is uh, my, uh, I think like as I've gotten older, I, I don't know if you agree or disagree, mm-hmm. like you see your parents um, and maybe especially like your dad as like a superhero in a way, right? Oh, yeah. both. Yeah, both my parents. Um, you're like, man, they can do anything. They can do, do like, they can cook, clean, fix a car, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Um, but I think, like, as I gotten older, I, like, you kind of see their, like, the frailty in humanity. And you're like, wow, like, my parents are getting older. And they're like, they're, they're still, you're like, kind of your superhero, but they're not like the superhero that they once were. I know that's kind of morbid and sad, but like, oh. But I think it's like it's it's in a way of like honoring them, like realizing that like maybe kind of like for me, the hiking up a mountain good old days may not be still there, but like you can still go on like a road trip with them and like still hang out. Mm-hmm. It may not be the same as it once was, but uh, what, is, what is Toby Keith's song? Whatever. Never mind. Um, yeah. Well, there, there's like a there's like a time, right? There, there's the time when both you and your parents had this bubbling energy, right? Because they're young parents and you're just a kid, right? Mm-hmm. So you have all this energy to to do everything. But now, like, that time has come and gone. And it's great. It's great that you had that time. Mm-hmm. But now the time is like, okay, now we've got to navigate this relationship a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, Matt, do you want to introduce the kind of the last segment? Well, yeah, we were talking about relationships and, you know, the most important <laughs> thing in every relationship uh, before uh, any, the most important thing before any good relationship is a good wingman, right? I was going to say it's a good video game, but continue. You can have a good video game before, during, and after a relationship. Hey, okay, go ahead. <laughs> Carry on. I, I continue to play video games. I don't know about you, Joe, but... <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> um, but yes, so finding, finding good women. And not, not just um, wingman as in like helping you find a, re- a relationship with a significant like other. Like at but, a bar, wingman. Right, right. Um, but wingman as in like building the relationship up with God, right? Who are, the, mm-hmm. who are the people that are kind of alongside you, um, helping you, keeping tabs on you, checking in um, mm-hmm. that you can kind of go to um in a a mutual like it's not that like you have to it's not that you're trying to find other parents to replace your parents right when you move away like it's more of a mutual relationship when you have a wingman Mm -hmm. wait what was there a question there not yet okay now there's a question (laughs) who are the wingmen in your life joe (laughs) um how many do i get as many as you need uh, can I? Okay. Um, <laughs> or how about this? Before, uh, I I don't want you to just like li- like what what are the qualities of of of, of, of of the good wingman in your life? Like what 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 makes somebody mm. like you got your parents, you got your 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 family, 
Um, you've got your friends, but what makes it that next level that they become a wingman? Um, a podcast I think, with them. That's that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, the the person, the my co-host, um, is definitely kind of like if you're kind of like a, an attack squadron, he's probably in the back. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, uh, what makes a good wingman? I, I would say they are at um, kind of the big cruxes of life. Um, What's a big crux of life? So it's like you, you've, at least for me, it's it's like okay like you were there whenever i like decided to you were part of like these big decisions mm, okay like you are the people that i would go to is like man like i really like this person like should i do this or like i'm trying to go i'm thinking about going to grad school like does this make sense mm. or hey i'm going to move to dallas to work for this Catholic ministry that's ran by a bishop. Like, does this make sense for a podcast? Like, does this make sense for a podcast? Mm. Things like that. So like those questions where you like, you can go to them and then they're, they're the ones that's going to take out the whiteboard and like, get it ready to go asking you what, like, what, what do you value? Like, what do you care most about? And should you go? Mm. So really like big, are, de- big decisions. Yeah. They're like, there's the, those are the people that I'm going to go to for big, big decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that makes them a good wingman because they could be like terrible decision makers. Well, but those are I the mean, people that I go to. Right, right, right. So then, yeah, the caveat is it's not that they're helping you make a good decision, but that they themselves in their life have made good decisions that you respect. So right. that like, that's why you're going to them because like, yeah. you know, that and, they and, and they're like good community. Like they, they have the best intent for me in the, in the conversation. Mm. Um, how about you? Like, what, what do you think makes a good wingman? Um, watching, watching how they interact with, a, with, with multiple different types of people. Mm-hmm. And um, like I... Uh, uh, at least to me, like good good wingmen are very well rounded, in in a mm. in a like a very classical, edu- classically educated person. No, no, because <laughs> I think more often than not that can be very narrow. <laughs> but we're not going to get there. Well rounded in the sense of like of like of like life experience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, life experience or just the just the way that like like I, I know a lot of a lot of people that I grew up with that i would consider like the role models in my life um both both men and women not Mm -hmm. not just men but like also very strong awesome women um the way that they like they're not just um this like one cookie cutter person that like you get what you get right like Mm -hmm. whoever they interact with they're loving and they can be very adaptable and flexible and um I yeah, respect wanna, that a lot in a person. Yeah. Like, like they, Jesus. Right. Like they can they can be <laughs> they can they can be who they need to be to love the person best. Mm-hmm. Um I think that says a lot about a person that, you know, if you're the person uh, if like they're with they're with me and I just need to vent, they'll just let me do it. And mm-hmm. then if I look for advice, they'll give it. And then if I need to make a decision they'll say what what they would do you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. but they're not going to just do one of those things there's a lot of people out there they're like you know that if you go to them they're just going to tell you what to do and you're like okay well i wasn't really looking for that cool thanks yeah um but they'll they'll be who they who you need them to be in that scenario Mm -hmm. um yet they don't compromise themselves. They don't compromise their morals. They don't compromise anything about themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'll, they'll genuinely accompany you. Um, yeah. So who would, who, who would that person, if you, if you were to, I, you can have multiple wingmen, obviously, sure, sure. like you said. Um, but if you're going to kind of give a name, mm. 
What, it doesn't what, have to be a real name. Yeah. Just... yeah. What, one of my very first um, wingman role model, whatever you want to call it, was uh, one of my youth ministers um, in high school. And because I'd done Catholic school through elementary, middle school, I didn't, I didn't go to youth group. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, so it wasn't until I moved schools that I went to youth group during high school. And I had two youth ministers. One, one was in his like late forties. Um, and then the other one was in his like, like mid to late thirties by the time that I was there. And I looked up to both of them in in two different respects, right. In two different areas of life, but I got really close. Mm -hmm. So like, um, the younger one, he was awesome. He, he was just a great guy. Um, he became my uh, confirmation sponsor. I got to really know him. He helped me fall in love with ministry um, mm-hmm. and in whatever capacity, not just being a youth minister, just ministry in general. Um, and seeing him just be himself. I was a very awkward kid. I'm probably an awkward man too. I don't know. Um, I was a very awkward kid growing up. And so to go and see a young man working full time in a church that wasn't a priest who was mm-hmm. helping provide for his family and be his weird nerdy self i absolutely respected everything about that man um because he knew the job that he had to do mm-hmm. he had a um such a love to be a disciple for Jesus, knowing that he wasn't perfect, right? Mm-hmm. But like, and not afraid to share that fact. Like he wasn't like, um, he 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 wasn't a person that always had a smile 100% of the time. Like he, like once you got to know him, like he did show that like, yeah, you're gonna wax and wane in your relationship with God because that's the reality of it, right? Mm-hmm. You, you shouldn't, if somebody tells you that, you should always be perfect in your relationship with God. I, I'd have some words for that person. Yeah. (laughs) You're, you're wrong. It's going to be hard. Yeah. It's going to be hard. What are you saying? That's not, that's a terrible ministry thing to tell somebody. (laughs) It's going to be hard. (laughs) What did, what did your professor say um, to, to your friend in class? What what would they say that one day? Oh, without, so there was a, we were talking about, um, when hard, when hard, when like, especially in a youth ministry setting, when, when teens come up with hard, with really tough questions, um, how, it, how, what, it, what does it mean to, to be pastoral and to minister to them? Mm-hmm. And one, one guy, uh, like good intentions, right? He, um, yeah. This is just the personality of this professor that makes a story really funny. But the guy genuinely asked, like, okay, well, what if we just said this? And he gave an example of this is what I would tell a teen. And um, obviously trying to be as best of a minister and try to talk to the teen as best he could, right, in this example. Mm-hmm. And my professor said, no, you don't say that. You tell them this. Because bad catechesis is worse than no catechesis. If you don't know what to say, then you don't say it and you admit that you don't know. And then you go find the right answer. But don't sugarcoat or what, you know, whatever mm. the way she did. And we were all like, oh, <laughs> whoa, that's, oh, okay. Well, we won't say the wrong thing or we'll do our best not to say the wrong thing. Um, that, yeah, that was that, was that example. Um, yeah. But I mean, I think it, that could apply so well to this. So like yeah. being a good wing person if you mm-hmm. want to go in that direction uh-huh. like it's at, at worst you can listen or i guess at worst you can give advice on something that you know nothing on right and then at that point like what like why are you giving advice that you don't know anything on mm-hmm. it's not advice and that then it's just you're trying opinion. to just give an opinion yeah yeah um at that point, it's not advice, but you should be clear that it's not advice. <laughs> yes. Disclaimer. Big disclaimer. Um, for me, before before we start to wrap it up um, with our so what's, mm. um, my kind of wing person, um, I guess has always been my sister. 
Mm. Um, kind of in the same way that like, she's kind of always just been there. I would talk to her every day. Like, this is how the day went. Mm-hmm. And then she like asked me like, what, like, what am I doing? Well, wrong stuff like that. Just kind of help guide me through her, like through her life experiences mm. and, and things like that. She's been fun. It's been cool. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. So what? That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out a way to say it better. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so so what? With this conversation that we had, what is, what now? Um, I don't know. At least for me, it's it's to, because right, like I, talk, I talked a lot about like the youth ministry that I had in, in high school and, and um, I need to, I need to one, reach back out and try to get back in touch, but you're going to, more often than not, you're going to move away or you're going to, you know, I mean, you're going to find other people. So, like, I guess, like, there should always be um, you should always try to strive to have a couple wingmen uh, as you go along. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's so it would be like have have somebody that um, that you can always look up to that um, you can always see yourself wanting to um, exemplify like the qualities that they have. Um and again, not in a not in a never meet your superheroes type of way, right? Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you want to meet these people and you want to understand that they have their own struggles, their own problems. Um, but I would say that, like, kind of the same aspect of we were talking about, like qualities of a wingman. There, you you consider them a wingman because of the way that they handle those problems and obstacles and struggles, and you mm-hmm. see yourself of like, oh, that's that's how I want to that's how I want to live life. Right. Yeah. Let's say like find those people. And if you don't have, if like maybe you got a new job and you moved somewhere, maybe um, you kind of like got out of touch with the people that you did have, like, you know, find them and take, take the time to find, like it's going to take time to find another one. Right. Because mm-hmm. why you have to get to know them. You have to build that relationship. You've got to, um, mutually be vulnerable with each other to really understand each other um so you know find them with the caveat knowing that it's going to take some time to find them yeah dang that's good um my kind of practical takeaway would be um if you don't have a good relationship with your parents um, in your our age, try obviously like if it's kind of not separable. What's the word? Um, if it's like really rough, mm-hmm. you you take it as you will. But um, I, I highly encourage everyone um, to see their parents at least at this age um, as your parents, but almost also as a friend. Like reach out to them and kind of be vulnerable with them knowing that like they know you they like they know like the deepest parts of your heart because they shared that experience and so um i i know that i made father father mark mike father mike schmitz uh, has a video on like hanging out with family shows your biggest um sins like kind of your weakest points and I would say, like, lean into that and, and to really, like, grow from there. And, like, go get a beer with your dad or get get marks with your mom if that's, like, that's what y'all do. Or, if, or just hang out with them and talk to them as you would a friend or a professor or a teacher or something like that. If you can. I mean, there's, right. you know, it's some a- situations where you just can't. Right. Right. And um, if, you know, yeah, that's, that's a, it's, it's a very, um, I say, you know, honestly, it really is a privilege to have a good relationship with your parents, right? Mm -hmm. Because um, a lot of time it just doesn't work out that way. Um, Based off of states of life, you know, different viewpoints that, you know, maybe just get polarized 
Um, yeah. If Just, if but if if there's already uh, if if you have a um. I think this is what you're trying to say. If you have a relationship with your parents, build yeah. on it and mm-hmm. and lean into that. Um, and if you don't have a relationship with your parents, pray about it. Pray about it, and you know, um, and maybe one maybe one day that can change. Um, right. And yeah. that, I think that'd be that'd be a great and a beautiful thing. And if it doesn't change, um, you know, then then maybe that just gives you the opportunity to be a good parent. If that is your vocation right Mm -hmm. um yeah good stuff cool we'll see y'all next week peace out guys peace Mm -hmm.